an incredible week and an incredible showcase of all of the Twin Valley League's talent on the basketball court this past week in Onega. With so many viable candidates to take this year's title, it was the old familiar, the school and team who has taken the most tournament titles of any other, the Centralia Lady Panthers, taking home the 2024 title once again. But how did it happen? Jeff Wirtz in the TVL Spotlight Studios as we go through the Lady Panthers' path to the championship, as well as look at some of the other memorable moments from all throughout the tournament. This is the girls' TBL tournament wrap-up show on the TBL Spotlight. The biggest test that maybe any of these teams faced this week was the weather. Conditions forced the postponement of Saturday's games to Monday and once again to Wednesday, which meant some of the teams would have to play four days in a row if they were going to make it to the championship. Nonetheless, the teams laced up and came to play in Onega. We'll start with those lone Monday games, beginning with the five-seeded Hanover taking on 12-seed Onega. This game was the perfect example of why you can't count anyone out in this tournament. Because despite the seed discrepancy, this game was not a walkaway win for the Lady Cats. Ultimately, it was Hanover getting a 55-39 win thanks to a 19-point night from Anna Juneman. Juneman has really become a top-notch player for Chris Beichman, and she had another terrific night in round one. This was only a seven-point game at the break, however. Hanover used an 18-2 run in the second half to put some distance between they and their opponents, again winning 55-39. Joining Juneman in double digits was Drew Bruno with 14 points. Caden Shotty added nine, six of those coming from three-point range. Pesalozzi added six, while it was three each for Caitlin Clip and Gracie Bruna, with Trinity Schlebach knocking down one free throw to round out the scoring for Hanover. The Lady Wildcats would advance to the next round and take on the awaiting Frankfurt Wildcats. Meanwhile, in the early games, it was the Axel Eagles running wild on Washington County. The Lady Eagles led by 20 at the break and never really looked back. This was a statement win for Axel, one that they needed as they would advance to take on the top seed Clifton Clyde Eagles. We'll get to that game in a little bit. As some may have expected, though, the closest game of the first round came in our 7 versus 10 game with the Lynn Bulldogs taking on Troy. This was a game of runs as neither team could really take firm control throughout. The Lady Trojans got out of the gates fast and were up 10 at the end of one quarter with some nearly flawless offensive possessions early on. But when the Lynn defense stepped up, they were able to do so in a big way as seven players were able to register defensive rebounds and four were able to earn multiple steals, led by Morgan Wirtz, who had four. Still, Troy kept the lead for a good portion of the second half. That was until Lynn's Marcella Huerta picked up her game inside as she tallied a double-double with 18 points and 11 rebounds, leading the Bulldogs in both categories. Lynn retook the lead with three and changed to go and withstood a late charge to defeat Troy 52-48. Huerta was the only Bulldog in double digits. The next closest was Hope Beichman, whose three three-pointers gave her all of her nine points. But Lynn would advance to the next round, taking on Valley Heights. That would be the final game for the girls on Monday as the tournament was rearranged and the ladies would get back to it on Wednesday. And a real quick shout out to the ADs, coaches, and tournament organizers that could have really let this tournament cease after several days 
but persisted. I'm sure those were some very tough decisions, and all's well that ends well. But again, kudos to everyone involved for making the decisions in a flash to get everyone home safely on the first couple of days of the event. All right, let's move on to Wednesday now, our final games of the first round. First off, Donovan West taking on Blue Valley. This was the 6 versus 11 matchup. Early on, Blue Valley made their hay at the free throw line, going 6 of 7 in the first quarter, but trailed 14-10 after the first period. From there, Donovan West really put it in full gear, including a 14-point margin in the third quarter to put some distance in this ballgame, as the Lady Mustangs would go on to win 52-25, advancing to take on Centralia on Thursday. To close out the day on Wednesday, it was the top-seeded Clifton Clyde taking care of Axel by 28-49-21, and Hanover using a big night from Caitlin Clip to get by Frankfurt 46-39. This game was a lot closer than the final score leads you to believe, though. In fact, a Sydney Watt buzzer-beating three-pointer actually had Frankfurt in the lead going into the final quarter, but Hanover would make a remarkable 13 free throws in the fourth period alone. In fact, Hanover was at the line 32 times throughout this entire game. You have to make those freebies, and that's exactly what Hanover did, as they would advance to Friday to take on top seed Clifton Clyde. Day three of the tournament is really where we started to see some separation, as the top teams proved that they were just that. The Valley Heights girls were just too much for Lynn from the get-go, starting the game on a 7-0 run in just over a minute of play in the first quarter. They would continue that lead after eight minutes, leading 17-5 and by halftime they had doubled up Lynn and went on to win 62-38. Valley Heights' offense was just unstoppable in this game, and Lynn really never found a consistent answer to the talented Lady Mustang players. In the other quarterfinal, it was the Donovan West Mustangs that were trying to make the most out of their opportunity as they tried to knock off Centralia. A low-scoring game early on, we would go to the second quarter tied at 10. Or in the opening basket of the second quarter, D. West would hold a 2-4 point lead for most of the quarter until who else but Owen Dieters would take over. Owen had all eight of her team's points in the second quarter, but Centralia still found themselves down by one at halftime. The teams would flip-flop leads all throughout the third, but a 10-2 run to start the fourth by Centralia and Donovan West wouldn't recover from there as the Lady Panthers took down the Lady Mustangs 50-42. Owen Dieters finished with 31 points in this game and would later eclipse the 1,000-point mark in her career in this tournament. Owen has become a remarkable young lady and an amazing athlete in the Twin Valley League over the last couple of years. Centralia would move on to take on the aforementioned Valley Heights, a matchup that made even casual TVL fans salivate at all of the possibilities that were to come. That brought us to the semifinals. On one side, the top-ranked Clifton Clyde taking on fifth seed at Hanover, and the Valley Heights girls taking on Centralia in the two versus three. No matter what, two talented teams were going to face off on Saturday in the championship, as all of these teams were not only the best in the league, but also some of the best in the state. In semifinal number one, Clifton Clyde and Hanover spent the majority of the first quarter playing a little bit of cat and mouse, as it was a who-was-going-to-blink-first type of game. Neither team played overly aggressive, but both knew that they had that gear available if need be. And at the end of one quarter, the Lady Eagles led 16-13. 
it was the second quarter where things really started getting good. Clifton Clyde came out hot and made seven of the first eight points in what was a three-point game, suddenly had ballooned to a 23-14 Clifton Clyde lead with 5.06 left in the second quarter. Hanover was unfazed, however, trailing by seven going into the locker room. You really never felt like the Lady Wildcats were out of it. And why should you? Time after time, Hanover has proven that they can bounce back. And bounce back they did. A 9-1 run started the third quarter, and suddenly Hanover had retaken the lead 33-32. It was Clifton Clyde's free throw shooting that really kept them in this one in the second half, as I think they missed maybe one or possibly two free throws in the third quarter, and seven Seve Words points in the third didn't hurt the Eagles' case either. Fast forward to about midway through the fourth quarter, as this is really where Clifton Clyde finished this one off. Already with a two-point lead, Whitley Sykes drove to the rack, made the basket, and won. Clifton Clyde led 47-42. They would swap baskets for the next few possessions until Hanover got a stop, and Anna Juneman went coast-to-coast and hit a layup to get Hanover within three at 56-53 with 23.4 ticks left. Unfortunately, Hanover wasn't able to draw any closer as they did have an opportunity in the final few seconds but a game-tying three went long, and Clifton Clyde would take their spot in the finals with a 57-55 win over Hanover. Semi-final number two saw Valley Heights and Centralia fight tooth and nail as well. A Tessa Miller three in the final seconds of the first quarter made up the majority of the five-point lead that the Mustangs possessed. Valley Heights put it in overdrive to start the second quarter, though, as they wanted to put this thing away early. They would score 11 of the next 14 points, and had their biggest lead of the game at 18-8. But Centralia answered back with a 9-0 run to cut it to just one. That was until Maggie Turber hit a mid-range jumper as time expired to make it 20-17 at half. Turber finished with 12 points in the contest. Once we got to the second half, if you didn't know the name Tava Gibbs, you certainly did now. She had all 13 of her points in the final two quarters, really keeping Centralia in this thing, the rest of the night. The teams would swap two and three point leads for nearly the full third quarter and eventually we were knotted up at 32 after three. Valley Heights would regain the lead on an Audra Steinford jumper that was pure silk but once again Tava Gibbs was back as she grabs a loose ball and lays it in and we're tied at 42 with just under a minute to go in the game. Centralia put the final touches on it however with another Gibbs jumper and a pair of free throws by Owen Dieters and the Lady Panthers would be on to the title game to face off against Clifton Clyde. The championship game on the girls' side opened like most of you would have probably guessed, with two of the best players in the league going head-to-head and in anything you can do, I can do better scenario. Seve Wirtz opened play with a three-pointer to break the ice, but quickly on the other end, Owen Dieters did the same. Wirtz, however, kept that role going as she would have the first nine points for Clifton Clyde, and the Lady Eagles quickly led 14-5. to At that point, you could tell the stress, and maybe the tired legs were really starting to play a role, as neither team would score a point in the final three minutes of the first quarter, and it was 14-7 to Clifton Clyde after eight. In the second quarter, after back-to-back possessions where Clifton Clyde was able to get to the line, once by Lily Steinbrock, who knocked down both freebies, and the others coming on an and-one from Shea Words, Clifton Clyde had a double-digit lead all of a sudden. 
The one worrying stat in the first half for Clifton Clyde was the potential foul trouble from both Shea and Sebi Wirtz. They each had three fouls before halftime. That was definitely something Coach Kyron Wirtz was going to have to keep in mind in the second half, as you knew this game had the potential to only get more physical over time. Nonetheless, the Lady Eagles had a six-point lead going into half at 28-22. Time after time, though, Centralia would narrow that gap as after an offensive rebound, Taba Gibbs would get a putback, and she was fouled. Gibbs made the free throw, and the Clifton Clyde lead was down to just two at 33-30. After tying it a minute or so later, the ball was poked away, and Clifton Clyde's Miley Hammond knocked down a big three-pointer to give Clifton Clyde a 35-32 lead. It would stay at three until right before the third-quarter buzzer when Lily Steinbrock hit a deep three-pointer to put the Clifton Clyde lead up to 48-42, heading into the final period. In that fourth quarter, and just when it looked like Clifton Clyde was about to put this one on ice, surprise, surprise, Centralia made another run. Back-to-back threes from Keelan Rempe and Tatum Kramer tied the game at 50. Tava Gibbs would give Centralia the lead after a rebound. She would hit a layup to make it 52-50. The biggest news, with 124 left in the game, Shea Wirtz had picked up her fifth foul. She finished with 12 points, second only to sister Seve's 19. In total, Centralia went on an 11-2 run to close out this ballgame, and while Clifton Clyde had still several opportunities on the last possession, they weren't able to knock anything down, and the Lady Panthers wouldn't earn their incredible 15th tournament title after defeating Clifton Clyde 58-56. Congratulations to Centralia once again. This is a really fun team to watch, and I'm sure has to be an incredibly difficult team to coach against. Also, hats off to Clifton Clyde. The Lady Eagles lost their first game of the season in this tournament, you know they're going to come out extremely hungry in the second half. It was a tremendous tournament for the ladies as all 12 gave their best efforts all throughout the week. Congratulations to any of the teams playing in Onega. It was just a tremendous few days of basketball for the Twin Valley League. That's all I have for you for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll be back with the boys review coming up later this week as well as the TBL Spotlight All Grip team. Check those out coming up in the next couple of days. Until then, Jeff Ford signing off for the TBL Spotlight.